Welcome to our service today, the 16th of May. This year seems to be going very quickly and it felt like only yesterday it was Christmas. For some of us it's felt really busy and time just has gone very quickly. For others it's brought many challenges. But tomorrow we move out of this phase of the Covid recovery plan into the next part where we can all start getting together and look forward to further releases and being able to be together. It's been a strange year and for example my family we've had to try and celebrate birthdays outside in the cold trying to keep out of the rain but trying to still be together outside from tomorrow we can get together inside today however we're going to look at a passage which is quite familiar to many of us what we're going to try and do though is do it slightly differently 
I've done a few podcasts recently and I've quite enjoyed the conversations that have been part of those. And in discussion with Michael, we decided to try and stick with the best of Baptist traditions and do a sermon in three parts, but in three conversations. So we will intersperse those through the service this morning. Before we get to that, though, we're going to sing our first song before Ian comes to read Luke 22, 31 to 38 with us. We're going to sing Faithful One, so unchanging. You are my rock of peace. I depend on you. Let's sing Faithful One. Our Bible reading is taken from Luke chapter 22, 
and we're starting at verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you have known me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out without purse, bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now if you have a purse, take it, also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, see, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. Lord, your love casts away all my doubts and all my fears. When I am with you, I will fear no one, for I know my God is with me. Through the storms and through the calm, you hold me close. For yours is a glorious light that is beyond all compare. In you, my faith will stay strong. Let's sing. Even though I walk through the shadow of death, your perfect love will cast out whole fear. Let's sing.
So Michael, thank you for joining us here today to talk about the passage. Um, I wonder if you could start off by setting the scene for us. What's happening around the time? What's the context of this passage? Yeah, so this is uh, Jesus speaking to Simon Peter, and he um, is speaking in the time of the Last Supper, so it's, they're all around the meal, and Jesus is actually um, unveiling or revealing things that are happening in the spiritual realm, as it were, um, that actually Jesus has said uh, to Simon and the disciples uh, that Satan, the accuser, the adversary, has asked to sift them like wheat, sift all the disciples like wheat. And, um, and so, so that's the context of this um, passage. And Jesus has said that he is praying or is praying for Simon. Um, so what was the main thing that, they were praying, that Jesus was praying for at the time? Yeah, so uh, <coughs> the, the main thing that he prayed uh, was that Simon's faith might not fail. So he actually prays kind of against the failure of uh, Simon's faith. Um, it's interesting that the word that Jesus uses here, uh, the Greek word, is a, a word that actually Luke uses later on for um, the eclipse of the sun. So it's th this context of um, Peter's faith not being eclipsed, not failing, not, uh, you know, the, the time of darkness, the hour of darkness that's coming um, might not um, darken, might not get rid of uh, Simon Peter's faith. So, so Jesus is aware that this is going to be a testing time uh, for Simon Peter. In fact, he, he actually, instead of calling him Peter at this point, he calls him Simon. He actually says it twice, Simon, Simon, you know, gets his attention. But it's kind of taking him back a little bit to his beginnings um, and saying, look, Simon, you're going to go through a rough time. Um, as we may know, he was going to deny Jesus um, three times, um, turn his back on Jesus. But even through that dark time, Jesus had prayed for Simon that his faith would not fail, uh, that it wouldn't be eclipsed. So that's what faith may fail means. Yeah. But Jesus was one trying to encourage Simon at the same time. So he prayed about a couple of other things. What, what were they? What were they praying for? Yeah, so he knew that Simon was going to go through this rough time, but he wanted Simon to be able to return back to him. You know, we, we can make mistakes, we can go through rough times, but Jesus' encouragement was when you return. So it's, it, he, was at, he was aware of Simon Peter's failings, his failures, but um, it wasn't a closed door, so he was, he was urging Simon to, to come back. When, when you've gone through this, you've gone away, as it were, turned your back on me, come back to me. Uh, and, and Jesus actually said that with great confidence, when you return. So, um, you know, it's good to know that, that Jesus uh, doesn't write us off, even if we've made big, big mistakes. Uh, that there is a way to return. Which is very reassuring, actually. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's very reassuring. I, I mean, we've got, a, we've got a saviour who knows what it's like to um, suffer temptation, and yet was without sin. But we're assured in the scriptures that because he knows what it's, what it's like, 
He is there interceding for us, even now at the Father's hand, right, right hand. So, um, you know, he intercedes for you and me and, and for our, our fellow brothers and sisters, uh, that even though we may get things wrong, trip up from time to time, that, uh, that, that we can return back to him. He knows our human failings, he knows our frailties, he can recognise them, he allows us to make them, but still lets us come back to him. That's right. Great. All part of this, the, the growing process, um, all part of uh, refining us, testing us, you know, sometimes God tests what's in our heart um, and, and lets us go through difficult times in order that we might come through a bit like gold yeah. uh, being refined. So, yeah, so that was the first thing that uh, he wanted to encourage him uh, with to, to return. Great, thank you. Um, we'll do our second part in a minute, but yeah. we're going to move now to Joshua's going to do our intercessions for us. So we'll hear from Joshua. Great, thank you. Let us pray. Father, I pray for BRBC. As a church, we will not become complacent or trivialise you, Lord. I pray that you will be the focus of our hearts and that we will continually thank you for the grace and love you show to us every day. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son and then pray that we will show that light to all that we encounter, not shying away from speaking about you, but boldly knowing that you are the only source of salvation and the greatest act of love is to show people you. I pray that the leaders and members of the church will rely on your Holy Spirit in all things and allow you to work in us to fulfil the good plan you have for this church, to be a light to all around. I pray for this country and our effects to distribute the vaccine. We thank you for the effort put in so far and the progress made. We pray this will continue and that people will take the vaccine where they can. We pray for sensible leadership an approach that prioritises the good of the nation, not individuals, that Christians in positions of power will use their influence for good and for your glory. I pray that you will be with students across the country and the globe. In a year that has been disrupted greatly, I pray that the Christians in universities can be seen to be living differently. I pray that they and their Christian unions may persevere in their goal of allowing every student to hear and respond to your gospel. We thank you for the fruits we have seen from CUs this year, even in such a strange year. You are sovereign over all things and all times, and you have not stopped working your plan, Lord. And we thank you and pray students and CUs can continue to allow you to work in them. Father, we pray for India in this ongoing pandemic. We pray that the people there will get the resources they need, that the oxygen shortage will be solved, and that you will be with all the doctors and carers there to help. We pray the Christians there will rely for you for strength, looking to your great hope as a source of perfect comfort, that you will sustain them and help them to continue. We also pray that these countries that are more able to deal with this pandemic will help those who are not, and they will show the love and grace of you to those around. Lord, I pray that we see your hand in the ongoing climate crisis that people in positions of power will put aside personal ambition and work for the good of the world. You have made us stewards over your creation, and I pray that as Christians we will be a loud voice to preserve it. We pray that you will guide policies to sustainable solutions 
and that people can continue to live while also maintaining the planet around them. We also pray for your global church, those people who believe in you even at great risk. We thank you for them and their faith. We pray that you will sustain them and that they will eternally rely on you, that they will look to you knowing that even in suffering, we will have your eternal glory later. I pray they will not fall back to the religions around them, but faithfully submit to you. I pray they can be a great light for you in this dark world, and they can boldly proclaim you where possible, knowing you are the greatest prize we can gain. In Jesus' name, Amen. Before we move to the next conversation, we're going to sing our next song. We're going to think about turning back to the cross. We're going to ponder on the sacrifice that was made for us when Jesus went and died for our sins. The price that he paid for us. We're going to ponder on what it is that our lives were like before we knew Jesus Christ in our lives. And we turn back to the cross and the sacrifice as an example. Let's sing, turn my face towards the cross.
So welcome back to our second part of our discussion, and we're going to think a little bit more about returning um, to, to Christ, to returning to Jesus. And I was even interested to think, what does that actually mean for us in the real life? What does that mean for us? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the example that we have in, in Scripture is of uh, Simon Peter, uh, he denied Jesus three times, um, and yet after Jesus has uh, been crucified and risen from the dead, he then uh, appears to Simon Peter and the rest of the disciples and gives him three opportunities to, as it were, uh, express his love again for Jesus. And uh, actually Jesus um, in that is kind of, we could say, nullifying the, the three denials. You know, he, he says, uh, do you love me? Uh, three times. And, um, and, and Simon Peter says, yes, I love you. And the third time he's a bit hurt because he's, he's saying, you know I love you, but he doesn't realise what Jesus is doing is um, kind of unpicking, as it were, the denials that were in his heart so that he can express that, that love for Jesus. And it's the same for us uh, in that, uh, you know, though we may uh, fall away, though we may get things wrong, though we may turn away, that Jesus gives us opportunities to turn back to him, to, to return to him, um, because he's after our hearts. And it, it may be that, uh, you, know, you know, those listening, uh, ourselves, um, you know, we, we get things wrong in particular areas, perhaps, we get the same things wrong. And yet Jesus is patient with us, um, and, he, and he wants to, he kind of woos us back, as it were, uh, never gives up on us. It's that patience that strikes me, remember, because he knew beforehand, didn't he, that this was going to happen, yet it didn't change anything in the relationship because he's looking for that relationship and he's looking for you to return to him. Even if you go astray a little bit, it seems to me that, you know, he can see straight through all of it, all the difficulties and the things that are going on, and he's looking for you to come back and giving you all those opportunities. Yes, yeah, you're right. And, and sometimes they come in um, all kinds of shapes and sizes. So it can simply be um, a conversation with someone, or it can be a, a, an action that we're able to do and think, Lord, thank you for giving me another a chance, another opportunity to, to show that I love you by doing a simple act of kindness or something. And, and you know, so, so God's always on the lookout for ways that he can, you know, Bring, bring us back to himself, that he wants us, wants our heart, wants us to be close to him, not estranged from him. So we always need to be prepared by the sounds of it. Yes, you always be on the lookout, always be on the listen out for the, the opportunities to, to, to love God again. Thank you for that. Um, we're going to end our second part here, and we're going to sing our song, Strength Will Rise, leading into the final part of our conversation. Good.
sweeter than the dark with you. We are victorious. We are more than conquerors through Christ. You have overcome this world, this life. We will not bow to sin or to shame. We are defiant in your name. You are the fire that cannot be tamed. You are the power. So welcome back to the last part of our conversation. Um, so at this point in time, um, we're thinking a little bit about Jesus' conversation there, and he's talking to Simon, and he's telling him to strengthen his brothers. How did he do that? How did Simon go about that? Yeah, so uh, the great thing is, as, as we heard before, that although Simon Peter makes mistakes three times, he denies Jesus, that Jesus um, calls him to, to love him three times. Actually, it's done without, uh, the, an interesting feature of this is um, when Peter denies Jesus, it's around a fire. And of course, when uh, Jesus um, asks Peter, do you love me? That's around a fire as well, on the beach. So it's these little connections, maybe reminders uh, for Simon Peter. So sometimes Jesus takes us back a, a few steps in order to, to move us forwards. Is there any significance about the fire? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that, I, I think we do remember later on that um, the commissioning uh, that Jesus was going to give Simon Peter um, was not going to be able to be done in his own strength. So, we have, of course, in the scriptures we have fire as a symbol for the Holy Spirit, and he was going to be given uh, to the disciples, and, and Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and, and, and preaches, and many come to faith. And, and so Jesus had a very special task for uh, Simon Peter to strengthen his brothers, and that would in, in, involve encouraging, leading, uh, helping uh, build that, that body of people that perhaps were a bit lost and dejected after Jesus had, had left them, I suppose, to, to go, go back, into, uh, back to be with his Father in heaven, even with the presence of the Spirit <coughs> sent to them. Uh, Simon Peter had a special uh, task. Um, you know, it's almost as though Simon Peter was hand-picked for the task. And it's, it's, interesting, it's lovely to think that God hand-picks us for tasks. He knows what we're like, he knows our characters, he knows our likes and dislikes, um, he, he knows the things we struggle with and the things we're good at, um, and he, his desire is to make use of us as a, as a whole person. Um, in, in his plans for us and, and for others. So we talked before, didn't we, about how he can see through into each of us. He knows what we're going to do. He knows what we're good at. He knows our weaknesses. He knows yeah. our strengths. And here he's recommissioned Simon Peter into his own ministry, in his own mission. Yeah. So how does he do that to us? How do we find our mission? Yeah, again, the key thing is, I mean, with Simon Peter and Jesus, they were, they're speaking one-to-one. We need to listen carefully to, to God. We need to spend time in prayer 
spent time reading the Bible, listening to God, seeking Him, because it's no good me telling you what to do or you telling me what to do. Although God may use us to share with one another, I think you're really good at this, or I think I think God may be calling you to this. But at the end of the day, we need to be listening first and foremost to God and saying, Lord, what, what are you calling me to do? And we can look around, so I may look at, at Raj and think, oh, I wish I could play instruments like he does. Um, and yet God may be saying to me, I don't want you to play those instruments. I, I want him to play them. Um, and I want him to do the things I've called him to do. And I want you to do the things I've called you to do. But it's a lovely touch when Simon Peter is given the opportunity to uh, say, I love you to, to Jesus. Uh, Simon Peter kind of turns to Jesus and says, what about him? And, and refers to one of the other disciples, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it's as though Jesus was saying back to Peter, don't worry about him, what about you? You know, God, God wants us to uh, focus upon him and to, to listen to what he has for our lives rather than comparing ourselves to others. So we need to find our own position is to help make the whole body of the church, don't we? Yes. Because effectively on our own we can't do it and that's one of the things, it's really not just a relationship there with God by the it, but the relationship with each other and together we fill the whole ministry of what he wants us all to do. That's right, we're parts of a body and uh, we listen to the head, yeah. uh, who is Jesus. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of us is a hand, another one's a foot, another one's an ear and so on. Um, and God does have things for us to do, but each one of us matters in, in God's kingdom. And so, um, you know, we, we need to be listening to him, listening to one another, um, and encouraging and strengthening one another in what God's calling us to be. It's interesting is that if we think about the context slightly where you said in the scenes that this is the night before he was arrested, he knows this is coming, yeah. yet still he's trying to encourage other people and to pray for other people and to support other people despite the fact that he knows this is the most potentially difficult time for himself. Yes, I mean, what, what an amazing saviour we have, someone whose who's very nature is love, and, and he continues in that, of course, so, and, and he encourages that in ourselves as well, that, that we're to love others uh, just as we've been loved, we're to forgive others just as we've been forgiven, we're to serve others and wash one another's feet, so to speak, as, as Jesus has done for us. Great. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. It's been a really interesting conversation today. Hopefully other people have enjoyed it as well. Um, and we're going to finish with our last song, Over All the Earth.
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus is overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He's risen from the dead And I will rise when He calls my name No more sorrows, no more pain Whoa! <laughs>